this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com as part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, go to deliberatenoise.com. You can also get other details that I've already said three times in um, recordings that didn't make it by going to comicbooknoise.com. They've got contact information there. There's old, there's links to old episodes as well as information on how to donate to the show if you are so inclined this is a driving episode so i do not have my list of patrons but patrons thank you one and all fucking asshole all right um i was driving and i'm recording on my phone and if i were to touch the surface of my phone um it will pause recording which is which it has done that multiple occasions so far that's why i sound rather hostile because i have a right to be hostile anyway um this past weekend i said i was going to read some comic books so a bunch of my, my to do my to read pile is getting bigger and bigger right um this is the weekend I was just going to sit down. I have a bunch of um, Marvel Essentials I want to read. I have a bunch of DC showcases I want to read. I still have books from when I went to um, Heroes back in uh, 2017 that I haven't even read yet. Okay? It's just a bunch of books, a bunch of stuff I want to take care of. Alright? Plus... For those of you who've been listening for a long time, you know that um, Wednesday's Comics is one of my favorite uh, sort of event things that DC's done in the past 20 years. Um, I got the the newsprint thing every week, and oh, you kidding me? Ugh. And on top of the newsprint thing, when the when the uh, hardback came out, I got that as well. And then I've read it. A few times. This is one that was coming out every week. I was, I reread each of the uh, newsprint ones a couple times, you know, and I read the uh, most of the um, the hardcover uh, a couple times as well, you know, um, except for one story. That's the Wonder Woman story. I tried to read it on a newsprint, but it just looked horrible, um, I kept hearing it's a good story, so I'm gonna try it again on the, uh, hardcover, I just never been able to do it, this time, I've actually gotten the book, I was carrying it around earlier this weekend, and I was going to give it another shot, right, now it's the only story I was gonna read, I was gonna get, you know, trapped by reading the metamorphosis story, you know, <clears throat> with that excellent um, Michael Red artwork, right? I wasn't going to get, you know, stuck 
reading the uh, the Teen Titans stories, you know, or that uh, or the Green. I was I was just going to focus on this one story, right? Just this one story. Read it, get it done with. That was it, you know. That that reading that story has been on my to do list for years now. Still haven't done it. <laughs> that was one of the things I wanted to read, you know. Um, I've got, like I said, I've just got a bunch of stuff I need to read, right? I'm still on, even though I have all of the essential X-Men books, I am still on the first one, you know? Um, it's not because they're bad, not because they're in black and white. I just, I start reading and I'm like, okay, yeah, I know this story, I know this story. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, look at that squirrel, you know? Um, that's just how it's been. And this weekend, I was just going to sit out, conscious effort, going to read comic books. That was my plan. I left work on Friday. By the time I got home at work on Friday, there was a problem at work, so I needed to dial in. So after I dialed in, yes, yes, thank you, fucking assholes, get out of that goddamn lane. Sorry. I know, nobody cares about my commute with me, but these guys, <laughs> oh, motherfuckers. So there was uh, an issue at work that meant that uh, the three hours between the time I get home and the time I go get Patty on Fridays were taken up with work stuff. And then when I got home, it was just like, bring Patty home, eat some dinner, you know, go to sleep. I wake up in the morning, I'm going to read some comic books, right? Then there was something, and I spent like all day on uh, Saturday working on this work issue uh, trying to solve this work issue but the whole team involved so it wasn't just me my daughter said hey dad I have nothing to do this weekend you know Stephen want to go see um, Ant-Man and the Wasp <sighs> I can't you know she's got a car she could have took us no problem I just told her I can't because I'm doing a work thing you know so that was my weekend Yesterday, Sunday, I, I had a bunch of house stuff to do that I couldn't do because I was working, you know? So, this morning, I got up, I dialed in the work, well, I got normally to finish my, what I needed to do, and I was like, you know what? I'm sitting here, I'm going to read some comic books. So even though I didn't go back upstairs in my room and grab the, um... No his comments. I did read what is to me the latest issue of Savage Dragon, which I am about to spoil it and the previous one. Um, I don't even know the numbers, but this is the story. Okay. Um, a few months ago, when jeez, uh, it's more than a few months ago. Well, there was a presidential, there was a U.S. presidential election, and winner of that election is uh, anti-alien in the book. You know, In real life, I believe they're anti-illegal alien, but they're definitely anti-alien, which includes, um, you know, half of Savage Dragon and, you know, half of uh, Malcolm Dragon, because Savage Dragon is dead at this point, but Malcolm Dragon and uh, his family 
they relocate, they relocate to Canada, you know. So that was that's the story plan for a while. Anyway, um, <laughs> Malcolm ends up getting his wife Maxine pregnant. Okay, now uh, the last time she got pregnant, she ended up having triplets, and it was I think they did something. Um, super science related so that she could carry the babies and uh, not be killed, not be ripped open from the inside, alien style, you know. Um, this time, they couldn't do it. And the baby ended up killing Maxine, you know. And this came after me reading, you know, getting caught up on Savage Dragon. So I read like six issues in a row. That's like, I read like half a year's worth of stories. And uh, a couple, no, it was all in one sitting, now that I think about it. Um, I usually don't try to do that. Um, I usually try to read like three of a title and that's, then I'll move on to something else. Um, if I'm watching, if I'm binging a uh, TV show, I only watch three episodes in a row before I, I switch over to something else. It's just how I am. I'm just built like that, right? But with this one, um, I just kept reading more and more. It's just like, okay, I'm getting more and more into the story. You know, there's a bunch of other uh, subplots going on. There's other stories and other realities and all this stuff is going on, you know? And when you read Savage Dragon, the Savage Dragon comic book, in that way, the story moves very quickly. Now, it automatically moves very quickly. Um, Anyway, you know, that's just how um, Eric Larson tells these stories. They move very, very fast, right? Um, even if there's something that's going, you know, even if there's a bunch of stuff going on, even if a story lasts three or four issues, there's still so much going on, so much information being thrown at you, so many images that the story just just go, just flies by, and it's not one of those things where it flies by because there's, you know, double page spreads, you know, full page uh, panels with just a little bit of, um, just a little bit of uh, text and dialogue, and then, you know, two pages later, it's like nine panels on a page, and all chock full of uh, dialogue, so you get hit with this big old info dump. No, it's just it's just really very well paced to me. You know, if you read them, a bunch of them, right? There's uh, he has decided to take the book in a uh, much more sexual, semi-pornographic uh, direction, which you know also helps. This is okay, sex, sex, sex. I get that. Let's get into the story, right? Um, I'm at that age. You know, I've seen breasts. You know, I've seen penises. I've seen vaginas. I've seen buttocks. I've seen mobs. You know, all kinds of, of copulation. All right. Um, so it, it takes a lot for uh, something in a comic book to really uh, make me go, "Whoa, okay, I haven't seen that before." You know, even in a comic book. Um, but there are a couple ones that have gotten me. Um, on 
Mindy comic book noise. Uh, I can't remember which one of the guys were talking about it. But they did a, a review of, of Savage Dragon issue. And what they thought was over the top, I was just like, oh yeah, that did happen, didn't it? <laughs> because I read so many. Anyway, so at the end, Maxine dies, you know. And with her death, I just put the book down. Well, it was actually the last of the ones that I had. So I put the book down. I'm just like, wow. Okay, this really... You know how a lot of people will build things as, you know, this changes the direction of the show, you know, forever. You know, the team will be changed forever. You know, we've seen that bit of a hyperbole for, I don't know, as long as I've been reading comic book um, solicitations, okay? Or uh, solicitations for TV shows. Anything that's uh, serialized, eventually something will happen that will, you know, change the, the course of history or change the team forever, right? This wasn't built that way, but this is something I'm like, wow, okay, this is definitely going to change things because she died in, uh, in, in labor, you know, and the baby survived, so he's going to be a single father of four children, and he also lost both his arms and both his legs, you know, I mean, he's self-striking, they're going to grow back eventually, but, you know, this, this is just some some tripped out shit that's about to happen, you know, I read this issue, and they're trying to tell him, look, there's nothing you can do, she's gone, right, and he's like, look, use my blood to to bring her back, and they're just like, look, that's that's not gonna work, because you see, the thing is, is that people who use Malcolm's blood, they do get better, right? Savage Dragon, who lost all his powers, and if you if you ever watch this television show, My Hero Academia, which is an anime, and I'll tell you right now, if Mike Myers actually liked anime, that that show would be his shit. I'm serious, it really would. But he doesn't, so it's not. Anyway, there's a character called All Might, right? And when it's sort of like when you see him, he's sort of like Prime from uh, Malibu, this big dude, right, this big grin on his face, you know, not grin, but this big smile as he goes to save people, just huge, but when he's not that all might, he is just this shrunken, this shrunken little thing, you know, um, I don't know how else to put it, but he was wounded, and his, uh, his non-superhero persona is... Yeah, it's it, it, it's like a grown man who was a big huge. Just imagine Prime, this big huge guy, but all of a sudden this is anorexic. But you know his clothes don't really lose weight, and his hair is all crazy, and that's how you know All Might looks when he's not you know buffed up, and that's how Dragon was looking. You know because if you remember like the first. About 200 issues of Dragon or so. He's this big, larger than life, this big, huge, barrel chested creature, right? Well, once he lost his powers, he was he was shrunk. You know, he was like a, a skeleton, basically. Um, but he got his powers back from a blood transfusion from Malcolm, 
and there's a side effect, and that side effect is a spontaneous explosion. Not combustion, explosion, where you're one second you're there, next second you're plastered all over the walls. And that's what happened to Savage Dragon. That's how his story ended, you know? Um, yeah, I don't want to go back and read some Savage Dragon right now. I mean, I really love that book, right? Out of all the books that I have, big piles of, of, of books and singles and magazines, everything, everywhere, Savage Dragon was the one I picked up because I just really enjoy what Larson is doing. Well, anyway, so they're going to give it to um, Maxine, but they know she's going to explode, right? Now, there is a cure, but its I don't believe it's been tested, right? So, anyway, the long story short is um, <laughs> they give it to her, and she doesn't respond, she doesn't respond, and all of a sudden, she responds, and she's a lady dragon. She's Maxine Dragon. She's green. She's got, you know, a few, what, two fingers? No, three fingers and, and, and three toes or something like that. She's got the fin. She just looks like a female version of Savage Dragon, right? Um, and then there's, there's a big attack, and this is my favorite part, right? You know, the, the kids come in and say, oh, mommy's, mommy's back, and all this kind of stuff, Right? You know, where were you, mommy? That kind of because they don't know she died, right? And then all of a sudden, these uh, sex robots come attacking. <laughs> I'm not joking. And, you know, the, I say that now, and it's like, okay, this is kind of fucking ridiculous as hell, right? But, no, it, it makes sense, right? And Dragon's family fights back, right? And it is such a good fight because these kids who are always told, no, can't hit somebody, no, you have to watch your strength, no you have to stop doing that, all of a sudden, they can go crazy and they do, they're like you can't attack my mom and dad and they just really, it's just a a thing to behold there's one where the little girl, Amy Dragon she's jumping in the air she's my mother, it is, it is, it is such the cutest thing you ever want to see, and it just looks horrific, because if I was on the other end, I'd probably be shitting my pants, right, reset the clock, um, but it's just, it's just a really good book, and yeah, they end up curing her, but there was a, a death, a couple of deaths in that, um, in that same issue, but that's on one of the side stories, I'm not gonna say it, all I wanted to say is that with the emotional gut punch of Maxine dying in one issue, right? And then bringing her back and curing her in the second issue. Because before they tried a cure um, from the explody thing, and that took, like, several issues. This one, they're just like, hey, we're going to fix this right away. It was, it really was emotionally satisfying. You know, after that gut punch last issue, to all of a sudden have everything work out um I liked it you know because I like the character some people find her annoying as shit but I like the character but in the, in the back there's a um a, a, a letters column he doesn't uh, Eric Larson does a letters column and one of them was by Andrew J. Shaw who is the writer of the cul-de-sac uh graphic novel 
original graphic novel that I will definitely be talking about on Indie Comic Book Noise. Shit, no, I'm not going to be talking about Indie Comic Book Noise because it's not my show. I might record something and submit it to those guys, or it'll be an episode here. I don't know yet. I haven't actually just sat down and done the work, right? Um, but one of the things is he asked uh, Eric Larson, does he feel as though... You know, what is this? Something about just working on Savage Dragon is it like a step down and as I'm reading it I was like what the fuck are you talking about right because then he points out that, you know you could be working on um, um, I don't know Batman or Doom Patrol or something like that I forgot or Aquaman I forgot what it was that he said that he could be working on and he likes the book but he just just wonders right um and Eric Larson's like, no, it's not a step down because uh, this is what I want to do. This is my dream. You know, it's like asking somebody who owns a restaurant if they miss working at McDonald's. And that is so appropriate. He said there are some people who want to work for the big two because they have a Batman story and a Daredevil story. They they did just want to tell. They want to get it out there. And as I'm reading that, I'm just, I wonder to myself, right, do these people really want to tell a Batman story because they want to tell a Batman story, or they want the stuff that goes along with telling a Batman story, you know, they want the, uh, the paycheck for telling a Batman story, you know, they want the, the adulation of, for, of telling the story, you know, or, you know, would they prefer just telling their own story for their own characters? Because to me, that would be the way to go. I've said that a number of times. I can't think of a fucking Batman story to save my life. Well, maybe to save my life. But I'll tell you right now, it'll just be like one of my characters that I just shoehorn Batman in. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, um, Batman all of a sudden uh, gets superpowers and control. Uh, gravity. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then, I don't know. Just some dumb shit, right? But I just—I don't know. It's maybe it's something I'll talk about at length later because I'm almost at work. And there's one more book I want to talk about. It's the other comic book I read today. It's um, Justice League Number One by Scott Snyder and Jim Chung. Um, I really like Jim Chung's artwork. I really do. Um, I have for a while now. I think he is extremely talented, right? Um, probably one of my favorite uh, artists out there. If I see his name on a book, um, I am more likely to pick it up than not, right? Um, Scott Snyder is very popular, and people like his work. Um, I'd said this was the first issue of, uh, of a book. I'm not going to say anything bad about this issue other than, um, yeah, I'm at work, so I'm done making a lot of noise, a lot of comic book noise. Take it easy.
Oh my goodness. 